I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are simple. There's only one rule. We discuss as many film ideas as we like, sent in by you, the listener, but only one can progress through to the next stage, where it will be ruined by spoilers online so quickly it will render your enjoyment of a show that you've watched since 2018 a total (laughs) waste of time. I'm Joel, a man who puts the fuck off into fuck off Twitter, and across from me is John Harris, a man who has admitted to me in the past that he actively seeks out spoilers in a sort of act of perverse self-sabotage. That's right, isn't it, John? Yeah, but that's only if I can't. I I do it intentionally. Yeah, I know, but it's not like I I do it intentionally if I know that I'm not going to be able to consume it in time, and then Twitter's going to ruin it for me anyway. In the case of what you're referring to, it was ruined for me on Twitter the second I woke up yesterday morning. Because I thought Twitter like got better. I feel like I haven't seen a show ruining spoiler for ages and ages and ages. And I maybe I've got a bit blasé, you know. Maybe I've let my guard down. But the day after, I logged onto Twitter and the first thing I saw was an enormous spoiler for. It's ruined. Honestly, it's ruined my week. It might have ruined my year. It's um, you should you should actually be happy about it because at the end of last week's episode, you claimed that the big twist was going to be the took over, and that that happened. So you should be proud of yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a spoiler. Apologies, listeners. Wow, what are you doing, John? This is. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, He's I'm a so ghost. Sorry. He was a ghost all along. Right, <laughs> let's do some movie ideas that can't be spoiled because they don't exist. They just come from the brilliant, brilliant brains of our audience, John. Hit me with one. What about this one from George? Harry Squatter. Either Harry stays under the stairs for long enough to become the legal owner or mm-hmm. Wizards go to the gym and get jacked. Oh, okay. Well, before we started There's- this record, Joel was bragging about the fact that he's done t- two, um, what are they called? <laughs> Exercises. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a big day. I did two exercises. I did a push-up and a squat. And I'm pretty tired. You might better hear that through the through the recording. I'm pretty exhausted, actually. I actually, weirdly, I saw. Have you seen these AI generated Harry Potter things that are going around? No, wh- they've what's made that? they've made all of the Harry Potter guys look really sexy. And it started out they were doing fashion stuff. Oh, I did see the, Bal- the Balenciaga, Balenciaga stuff. Yes, but there's a gym one. I think there's a gym one as well where they're all absolutely ripped. So that has happened. And? They're all very sexy. 
No, wait. <laughs> they're school children. Snape is very sexy. <laughs> Dumbledore rips Dumbledore. Yeah, and they've all got nicknames like Swoldemort and stuff like that. That's I think it might be Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I would like to see. You know, they're they're pretty active kids, right? They're running around. They're flying around on brooms. They're. I mean, the Quidditch is a pretty aggressive sport. They they probably are in pretty good shape. So more hand to hand combat. True. All the ones go missing, and it's just hand to hand combat. That's what I want to see. I would watch that. I would watch that. And then this, the Harry sort of... They forget know, he's in the basement and they go on uh, a big holiday and he locks the seven door. Seven years. And claims squatters. Is that how long it is for squatters, right? I'm not sure. And he, and he claims squatters' rights. Yeah. The, one of the things that someone... I saw someone point out on the internet is uh, is considering how incredibly rich Harry is, he does absolutely nothing to help the Weasleys out through the course of those films. That's such a good Books, point. Apologies. Yeah, and they're so charitable towards him. Maybe he's he a dickhead. I, I think Dean He was written by one. Hey. Um, hey, here's one from Tom. Napkin America. I don't know. I don't know what that's a pun on. In a world where tableware comes to life at night, Serviette Rogers, a rejected military napkin, becomes Napkin out America to single-handedly fight cutlery crime across the USA. P.S. We think John sounds like he should look like Joel and vice versa. I don't know what I look like. Uh-huh. So. Bonjour. That's that's what you sound like to me. So maybe yeah. I look. I must look very French. That's what they. Um, that's what they're saying. I listen to a podcast called The Watch, and I they're they're both their faces are on the logo. And I saw a video of it the other day, and uh, yeah, I had I had them the completely wrong way around. Did it freak it you out? Really, a bit? it really confused me. Going, yeah. what's his voice doing in that for face? They might have been doing lip syncing just to confuse you. Um, big shout out to Tom who got Twitter especially to send us a, a suggestion and. In this day and age, I cannot emphasize, while I'm incredibly grateful mm-hmm. and humbled by that act, please don't get Twitter for any reason if Tom, you don't need to. Tom, what you've to. done is signed up to Twitter in easily the worst time it's in entire history. <laughs> and it's, I'll be honest, it's been pretty poisonous for about a decade. So you've really caught it on the, right at the bottom of the barrel here, Tom. But maybe, Tom, Tom, maybe the only way is up. Maybe this is the perfect time to join Twitter. Maybe it can't get any worse, he says. Tom's, Tom's jumped on the Titanic. Anyway, John, you might have noticed it's a pun on Captain America. Now, I, I had, yes. Yeah, I clocked that pretty early on. Uh, <laughs> so, tableware comes to life at night, I guess in a Toy Story kind of way. Mm. Serviette Rogers is a rejected military napkin. Now, why would the military reject you as a napkin? You're colorblind. So You're too thin. You're not enough ply. A military <laughs> yeah. napkin, look, it's got to be out there in the trenches. It's got to white boots. It's got exactly. to be minimum eight ply. And Serviette Rogers, he's barely one ply. There's like something about like some scientists have invented a sort of new squeegee that sort of negates all need for napkins going forward. And nice. that's that yeah, character's yeah, yeah. evil for some reason. Um, Maximum ply on a <coughs> tissue. And what's the highest ply you've ever seen? Surely it's, it's four, like isn't it? Five. You've never seen five. What world no, I've never seen five, but are you saying four's the max? I've just never I've never heard of at one point it's gonna be pointless, right? Eventually, like, it's too thick to really even know what's going on down there. <laughs> it like, is. is hand, it, is at it, some point, your hand's going to be so far away from your bum, you won't, you know, it's pointless, a pointless act. It's like literally getting an entire roll of toilet roll and just yeah, yeah, to sort of dabbing that. it. You know, like there's that rule that you can only fold a piece of paper, is it nine times? Seven times. Look at you, you're so five-ply toilet roll. What is going on with you? You don't know anything about paper. <laughs> I live in an alternate dimension where numbers are different, right? So... Yeah, is there a rule that the amount there's a maximum amount of ply where it just it's physically impossible? The paper starts rejecting itself like magnets. There must be. There must be. 
How how what play what play are you getting on the daily, Joe? Look, there's a cost of living crisis, John. Back in the day, I was four ply cushioned, branded. I was really, you know, enjoying my loo roll. But now I just kind of go for go for what's on offer. The, sometimes, the minimum- sometimes that's a four ply. Let me tell you, loo roll and kitchen roll has got so expensive. And the problem is, I'm over a barrel. That's actually the technique I used to wipe my ass. It, I find it uh, better for access. But I'm over a barrel. If they just keep raising the price of loo roll, what am I going to do? Just is there a point to... where I have to get a bidet? Is there a point where it would make, economically it makes more sense for a plumber to come over and install a bidet? My childhood home had a bidet in the toilet that was oh, never used. God. Ne- not even once, out of curiosity. Well, no, it was used, but you'd use it to like clean shoes or your feet on a, after a bad day. You'd never... A bad oh, well, day. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, no one was using it for their bot bot. Surely they were. Was that a French request from your mum? Were there any other well, French additions to the house? What is, a jeet what is, down the end of the garden? <laughs> I don't even know what a jeet is. It's like, like an outhouse, isn't it? Oh, what yeah. does it mean? A shed. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you're describing, right? A jeet. Yeah, yeah we can jeet. all call it a jeet. Uh, yeah, and I can, jeet? Call na- I can call napkins a serviette. Actually, we did have like um, fabric napkins that you oh, would With your little initials use, on in gold. Then, yeah, and then yeah. wash. Not in gold. In, We're not made no. of money. Yeah. So we had them in the little napkin. wooden, you know, the wooden rings. Oh, stuff for them into. God's sake. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Wipe your face on your sleeve and go <laughs> run around in a puddle, John. God's sake. Okay, so Serviette Rogers. The good thing is, because he's one ply, he's essentially in stealth mode, and that's his superpower. He can sneak it, in anywhere, because you can see right through him. He can get in anywhere, into any high security blue roll manufacturer. Absolutely. And bring it down. There is go. that, like, is this going to make me sound outrageously sort of privileged? But... Can you uh, in a supermarket? Can you get single ply, or are we are we starting at two ply? I think you have to single ply it yourself. <laughs> I think you take home a two ply and you separate it. Yeah. <laughs> and if Lou Roll gets any more expensive, John, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm stretching the ply it, as far as it will go. Because so far you've been doing that, but just f- sort of for the thrill of it, just for a laugh, just to see how thin I can get it. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like tracing paper. You can see your hand through it. <laughs> right. What about this one from Beck? Michael Caine Bear. 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 Good stuff. A bear stumbles upon a mini in the woods and a oh. pair of glasses. Hops and in. He really pulls the bloody doors off, doesn't and he? He blows the bloody doors off. Yeah, yeah. I like it. He's got, I'm not sort of a massive purveyor of narcotics or sort of reputation. Michael Caine. <laughs> Do we think Michael, Michael Caine must have done a bit in his life, right? <laughs> Chuck. Is that is that slander? Allegedly, yeah, oh, it's not saying allegedly. Slander. No, because it's not. I'm not even. No, no, no. I'm not saying allegedly because that suggests that someone's told me that. I'm imagining we're in a fantasy scenario. Scenario. Mm, here. Mm, mm. I'm, I'm keeping pretty still on this front. I don't think <laughs> he is a drugs guy. He's too straight laced. He hasn't got the. Energy. I think he predates being a big hippie guy. Oh, maybe he hates drugs. Maybe yeah, I you're right. He, maybe. I reckon he hates drugs. Michael Caine drugs. I've googled it. Kane said he had tried marijuana only once. I went to dinner at my agent's house in Hollywood one night. We were having coffee and I went to spoon some sugar into my drink, he said. Oh, that's th- uh, the interview in The Guardian 2018. Quote, what ruined the 60s was drugs. You couldn't be more wrong oh, about that, Kane. So this is so ideal. Right. Because he's, he has never taken class A drugs. He's in the woods and accidentally, you know, look, he's keen for a cup of tea. We've just read that from the little preview of an interview that he did with the good people at midday.com. Mm. He loves a cup of tea and he's trying to spoon some sugar into it, John. We'd, it's not sugar. It's an industrial oh. amount of cocoa. And so, he goes on a wild one through the woods. 
strips off his shirt and just chases people through the woods. And they're trying to get photos because it's Michael Caine. And then when they, they get too close and he gets aggressive. And he's sort of like, he's running through. It's like, it's quite rainy. And so he's getting muddy and he's getting stuff covered on him. And so by the end, he does genuinely look like a bear. Perfect. You know, you get the people also ask a bit on Google. After yeah. I've Googled the words Michael Caine drugs, which sounds like mm. one of the weirdest, one of those what three words, you know, that you, when you send someone your location. <laughs> but here's the, uh, the top four people also ask, what disease does Michael Caine have? Why is Michael Caine selling his possessions? Does Michael Caine have a gold tooth? And John, my favourite, why doesn't Michael Caine blink? Mm, interesting. There you go. There, uh, so I know one thing that I believe Michael Caine does, which is on when he's acting, he will look at the eye of the person he's speaking to that is closest to the camera, because apparently that looks best. Wow. And he won't blink. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, how about this one from Rachel? Beauty and the Beast Enders, an enchanted castle filled with cockneys. We love Phil it. Phil Mitchell's The Beast. It, it writes itself. That's the, that, that's the issue here. There's not really a lot of discussion to be had here in terms of who The Beast was going to be. No. It had to be Phil Mitchell. Sean Williamson is, what's his name? Gaston? Gaston. Gaston. Sean Williamson's Gaston. He's, you know, he can sing a tune. Oh, he can, he can it, sing so a he's bloody tune. Out the, he's belting out the songs. It's perfect. And who's Beauty? Cat? Cat, why not? Sharon? <laughs> this Sonia? Is, this, and I think this really works with Beauty and the Beast, where like Phil, even at his most beastly, this is, this is sort of a Suze Kempner observation, uh, so I'm stealing it from her, but f- for a man who is bright orange and mm. sort of, you know, no disrespect to the man, he's not, he, I wouldn't say he's, he's sort of like a traditionally model handsome. He is the most attractive man in that universe. In, in the EastEnders universe, he is like the, he's people's sexiest man. John, people love a bad boy and there is no boy better than Phil Mitchell. That's true. So, how bad yeah. how bad do you think you have to be before it's it's no longer sexy? John, 
People write to serial killers in prison. I don't think there is a level of bad. Humanity hasn't found a level of bad that people won't find sexy yet. <laughs> There's the quote for the episode. Uh, that's pretty bleak. But it is, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and say that think of the worst person you know and Google, like, I tried to marry XXX or I'm in love with XXX and you'll find, you know, a piece from Loose Women in 2010 where they went on and talked about their love for Joseph Stalin. You're, you just thought of the worst person you know and you're Googling it, haven't you? Well, I'm in love with Joel Grove. Oi! It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We, uh, we've talked a lot about my feelings on soap operas on this show, haven't we? So, what are your feelings? Wanna, no, have we? I don't want to. Just like how weird the fame is from soap operas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Natalie know, Cassidy don't lives nearby me. <gasps> yeah. Look at you. Oh, mm. we've, we had a we had a B day. We've got napkins. Natalie Cassidy lives next door. Where do you live? Well, God. if you Google, no, don't Google where Natalie Cassidy lives. They probably have. Yeah, she, I mean, she's not a neighbour. She's not on the she's not on the street WhatsApp. But I've no? seen her walking around. I've seen her walking down by the river. Would you feel comfortable enough to approach her for a cup of milk, for example, if you'd run out? But I think by the time I found her, I'd probably be near a supermarket. At that yeah, point, fair enough. I'm just fair I'm enough. just imposing myself. What about this one from Mark? Edna Mode is a Nazi. Off the back of a Reddit fan theory, which I've looked at, I want to make a Edna Mode origin movie where she sabotages the Nazi super soldier suits in an effort to bring the war to an early end. As a reward, the USA offer a place on a project paperclip and she begins designing suits for the American heroes. So people have sort of worked out from the age of Edna Mode. So Edna Mode is the costume designer from the Incredible movies. Uh, they've just... They've basically sort of come to the conclusion based on her age and her nationality and sort of the fact that she works making military costumes, there's a chance that she was a Nazi. I like Mark's version of it where she's a, a, a mole. I don't really like the idea of her being a Nazi, just full stop. No, yeah. Mole, I've always preferred moles. I think, it, I, I love that backstory. I'm not sure Pixar are going to do, Pixar animating nazis that feels like something someone's done on one of those ai generator yeah, threads yeah, on twitter yeah. doesn't it but i thought yeah those ai generators in about two or three years they're going to get companies like pixar in a lot of trouble there's yeah i saw one over the weekend that was stanley kubrick directs the beatles lord of the rings and the images now like the images just look like they could have genuinely existed from the 60s it's, it's sort of terrifying it is a little bit terrifying but um, i'm kind of hoping that ai is actually thick so it's fine um <laughs> What about this one from Lizzie? Murder Miss Terry 2. Adam Sandler and Jen Ann get embroiled in the plot to kill former Chelsea captain's wife. That's sad. But I guess they thwart it, right? That's the joy of the film. There's people Wait. that want to kidnap John Terry's wife and Adam Sandler and Jennifer Anderson accidentally find themselves part of the plot. Yeah. And it's, so it's up to them to... So know. it's real life Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. They've got the football bug. They've seen Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney watching soccer. And they think nice. we've got to get Very in good. on this. Very we've good. got to find out what this is all about. And so they head over and John Terry isn't associated with any, any teams at the minute, is he? Uh, funnily enough, he's just signed on to the coaching staff of Leicester City. And that happened today. Oh, wow. So this is really, date. yeah. So they head to Leicester, the glamorous Leicester City. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And what, Joel, give me a motive. Something to do with Leicester? Sabotaging well, Leicester, Leicester? Leicester, yeah, Leicester are in the relegation battle, right? So it's, oh. a, it's a rival team. They're trying to sabotage Leicester City by kidnapping Perfect. the assistant coach's wife. It's <laughs> a so tale as old as time. A man who, until today, wasn't a part of that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've targeted. They know exactly who to, how this will force the team to unravel. Assistant coach's wife, we're going to kidnap her. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston get wind of this, maybe, on the flight. Yes. Because they're going to buy Leicester City? Yeah. Yeah, great. 
<laughs> great film. Great film. Good stuff. John, do you want to hear yes, one from please. me? Please, please, please. Okay, so I was flying by the seat of my pants on this episode, John. I said to you just before we started recording that I'd been home for about 45 seconds. Yeah. And it meant, sure, I'd written an intro, a great intro. Had I thought of a film idea? Had I fuck? But I knew that during the 20 minutes and 50 seconds that we've been recording, something would hit me. And so, John, I present to you what plies beneath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go on. Give me the plot, quick. I'm going to give you the plot. It's going to be really good. Harrison Ford (laughs) and Michelle Pfeiffer move to an old house with a haunted (laughs) toilet. (laughs) However, it's not a haunted supernatural toilet. What's actually going on is Harrison Ford's character is murdering people and wrapping them up in loo roll. Because that's what he does, right? He's a murder, Isn't he like a serial killer guy? I think What Lies Beneath might be a horror film I saw way too young. I think I might have seen it when I was like 11 years old. He's a bad, he plays a baddie. He doesn't normally play a bad guy. I'd like to see more more Har- Harrison playing baddens. Well, he will probably be playing a badden in the next Captain America movie. Oh, yeah. Why would you wrap him in loo roll? It's a good just question. Sort of his calling card. He's a bit of a weirdo. It's just his thing. He, no. During lockdown, he heard about the loo roll shortages and he bought way too much. And he's just oh, trying to use his stuff up. <laughs> there you go. He's like, What's oh, yours? Could I, could I donate it to a local shelter or could I become a serial No, I'll start killing them? people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about this one from me? Blue Beetle. Paul McCartney is sad. Oh. I, the, the only, I would say that I think there is something in the idea of a superhero movie where the power is you just make the villain really sad. But then the question is, aren't supervillains all, all sort of sad? They all get sad eventually, don't they? But maybe they're like, you know, if McCartney's there with the Avengers and he like strums like yesterday and the villains all just start weeping. Nice. Just that's good. Just weep uncontrollably. That's really weeping. good. So he just plays the sad Beatles songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And then he goes, back to my place. And then he <laughs> plays the happy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a bipolar blue beetle beetle. <laughs> That's good stuff. There we go. Well done. John, what was your favourite of all the ideas that we spoke about today? Rachel's one. I think it's an all-timer. Beauty and the Beastenders. Beauty and the Beastenders. Just phenomenal. Anyway, we've got to go because... uh, Ooh, there's a big spoiler walking into the room to spoil another TV show. (laughs) Fuck off! Well done, John. Well done, Joe. Oh my God, I was supposed to compliment everyone. I didn't compliment you guys. I'm so sorry. I might I might keep the compliments again next week. I, I enjoyed doing the compliments. I've written them down, but maybe next them. week we'll have compliments again. I'm so sorry. Okay. That's okay, John. They all know that uh, they're beautiful, happy, shiny people. They all know that they have the sort of aura that when they walk into a room, everyone relaxes. Ah, oh, that's nice. I've got a few things I'd like to talk about that I've consumed. Have you got anything? No. Oh, <laughs> Joe. John, the... There's, I can tell you about all the football I've been watching. There's been football every day and there will be every day forever. So it's oh, actually mate. difficult for me to consume any non-football. Uh, I did. I'm enjoying, I've been watching Race Across the World. There you go. Oh, love lovely. that show. Love that show. Uh, now you hit, hit me with yours. So, cut scene. So this is Luke Owen, who is, uh, <gasps> you know, cards on the table, someone that we, we know. He, back we in love the day, Luke Owen. We're big fans of Luke. And back in the day, he um, we, we joined a network that, of podcasts that he set up when we were doing cinema back in we the day. We did. So yeah, we're big fans of Luke. Uh, so this is called Cutscene and they're video essays on YouTube about film. The first one is about an alternate version of the 90s Mario movie that we never got. 
they're really well produced, really interesting, really well researched. Oh, cool. Exactly sort of my bag. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Luke, but unfortunately he's, well, not unfortunately, very fortunately for him because he's doing amazingly. A lot of his stuff recently has been about wrestling and that is just not something I'm massively into. So I was very excited to see something that I could get into. Yeah, so cutscene. I'll, we'll put, I'll put a link in the description of the episode. Nice. Um, I'm excited to watch that. I binged this podcast over the weekend thinking, oh, it's just one of the, it's just another BBC podcast. But then I looked at the Apple charts and it's like number one. So I think it's oh, doing very well. I binged well. it. Oh, there we go. There you go. You have listened. To, yeah, I yeah. have. It's really good. A very British cult. A very cult. British cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, really, really good. My one thing about it, John, is what makes it a very British cult? I think it's quite a misleading title. You you were hoping that they would like lure them in with tea. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, don't expect anything particularly British apart from the fact that it takes place in England. If I was in the room coming up with titles, John, I would have called it The Cult Next Door. Nice. It's better. It's better, guys. BBC, do better. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> it's better. fucking great. It's put together so well. It absolutely whips along. There's mm. an episode where they do like the backstory of the cult leader as told by him and then the real backstory. And I, that was like one of the best episodes really I've heard good. of anything for ages and ages and ages and ages. Yeah, it's really well done. And it absolutely. has a conclusion, which a lot of these shows yeah. struggle with. Yeah, it's really good. And there's a accompanying documentary on iPlayer which I haven't watched yeah so BBC have like sort of they do this the BBC sounds documentaries and I feel a bit funny about it because I know that like I remember when Pip started doing distraction pieces people would be like oh this is great you should turn it into a TV interview show and mm, he was like mm. no I'm making a podcast this is, the this show. is, a, yeah, this yeah. is a podcast mm. and I, I and I get that and so there is a part of me that thinks oh this is sort of supplementary reading to a TV show but I don't think it is it's really great. No. I will check out the documentary at some point. Um, it's it's so it's it's reported by someone called Catherine Nye, um, who's great, but I've never heard of her before. Uh, but it is written by Jamie Bartlett from the Miss, Missing Crypto Queen. So it's sort of got it's very like you say, Joel. It's very well written. It whips yeah, but whips past. It's really really great. The fit the figure the particular the the cult leader figure is fascinating and frustrating and yep. just just a real piece of work yeah yeah so yeah. really really great listening uh, and then finally joel uh, over the bank holiday weekend over the course of six sessions i consumed a film called avatar the way of water yes <laughs> why <laughs> it's a film so oh uh, john it's a film people the, are saying that the uh, so i think about 90 minutes in i thought this is all right this is fine no I'm, you didn't i genuinely did and then another 90 minutes happened. And the last 90 minutes is mostly one big action sequence. Yeah. And we're going into spoiler territory. And this is probably the last thing we'll talk about, listeners. So if you really care about Avatar yeah, yeah, spoilers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. then you can dip out now. Yeah, I didn't mind the water fight stuff. But when they got onto the boat for an hour and we're just sort of punching oh, each other in God. the boat, that was really tedious. Did you see that tweet that was like, this is how long it took to make Avatar Way of Water? And it's the kid. So the whoever plays the kid it's just like an adult now spider yeah spider whoever plays spiders now like is unrecognizable to the spider in the film because he's grown up so much that actually explains a lot because everything about the film is so even though it's like state of the art and looks like genuinely objectively looks yeah. brilliant like there's no it also looks incredible everything's so 90s yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. He's got, it really is there's a kid with dreadlocks called spider <laughs> like that is so that's that so 90s yeah also, like I've got, f I had a few thoughts I've written down. The avatar, the, the the military guys become avatars, 
because the baddies yep. also become avatars because yep. well the main guy died in the first one so it's a way to get him back yeah but one of his gang has tattoos now did he have tattoos as a human and did they sort of transfer over to his avatar or did yeah. he get tattooed as an avatar and how much ink is that taking i don't know that's it's a good point john would you like to go and watch the third one at the cinema absolutely day one midnight screening i'll be there till four in the morning also another big thing and i'm sure i know that you you said there's a really great three bean um salad episode that sort of goes into this film yeah they probably i'm sure everyone who's discussed this has mentioned this so they're they're hunting whales right they're hunting these these talacans is that what it was yeah and the whales that have jobs (laughs) yeah uh and it's only two hours into the three and a half hour movie that it's revealed that inside their brain, there is some sort of compound that stops human aging. Yep. Like, what? Oh, by the way, <laughs> they stop. By the way, uh, these whales stop aging. I know. We, we didn't amazing. mention it, but they stop aging. But Jermaine Clement's here to explain that. <laughs> Inexpl- with an American accent, when there's a guy next to him with an Australian accent, know, so he so could have just done a New Zealand accent. Just do your accent. It's, it's such a weird film. It is. And I spent 13 quid for that honour. Yeah, and six sessions. Awful. No, no, I genuinely, I honestly, it was it was too long, but it does look very impressive. And they have it's, very good it, like, teeth. Like you said, Do they have dentists? Avatar. No, but they just don't eat any sugar. That's like, you know, they occasionally find the skull of like a Anglo-Saxon person and they've got perfect teeth because they, they don't eat any processed food or sugar or anything. Well, have you got one thing to take away from this episode? Don't eat Live, sugar. Eat like an, the Avatar diet. The, the Dream Factory's <laughs> first book in time for Christmas. The Avatar diet plan. <laughs> I'm still also, as well as the compliments, I'm still thinking of a nice way to finish the episode. Some sort of catchphrase that basically says, go out there and have a lovely time. But I haven't thought eat, of it yet. Eat like a Navi. That's my slogan for the end of this episode. <laughs> eat like <Thanks>. a Navi. <laughs> Cheers, John. Thank you, listener. See you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener